Zulu Time, episode number nine, the future of healthcare. And so, you know, since I was a little boy, I used to take things apart, bring them apart, like radios, uh, you know, whatever it was. I used to always try to take it apart and try to understand, you know, what was in it, how did it work, how did the wires work, and you know, probably a lot of a lot of when a lot of us when we were children, we used to do that. And I was always trying to like, uh, even uh, you know, for even now, you know, I always try to to to, to imagine the future and um, and try to learn everything that's happening, and always try to learn everything that's happening in the future and how is uh, the healthcare uh, future being changed and how is it being shaped and what are the new discoveries that are being made and what are the new technologies. And so, and then internally, you know, you always ask yourself, can I have an effect on this? Can I actually make a dent? And can I actually move the needle? Can I actually have an impact in the healthcare system? And so the first go at it was, I think, you know, I was right out of residency and I was actually in a transition point. I hadn't really started the, uh, my job yet. And I started working for this telemedicine company. And, you know, I think when I heard the word telemedicine, I knew that I was going to have some involvement with this because it really um, ignited uh, a very deep interest. And so I started working with this company and I was impressed first that you could do something remotely, you know, at a residency. I was impressed that you could do something remotely and they were like refilling um, pain creams and things like that. And so it wasn't a lot, but I was uh, impressed that you could, that there were people already trying to do stuff remotely. And I also noticed that, that, that there was a huge potential there, that, that this company wasn't doing a lot um, and that there was a huge potential. So I went on, forged forward, and I was uh, ignited to try to start a company. And I went to New York City, and I went full force trying to start a company, boom, 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 boom. And probably for about two years, I tried uh, to start a company at that time. And, and it was um, not brutal, but... Um, it was a lot of realizations. You know, I learned a lot about myself, of course. I learned a lot about businesses. Um, but I hit a wall. And that wall was that uh, in order to deploy um, telemedicine services, I would have to have doctors already employed, uh, ready to go. Uh, and so you kind of have to pay them first before you are able to, to say that they're available to see patients. That was one thing. And then the second thing was utilization. Um, a lot of companies that have telemedicine services actually uh, don't have a lot of good utilization. So uh, many people uh, have telemedicine in their companies, right? They implement telemedicine. And what I started learning was actually that these companies do not, uh, they don't utilize it. Uh, patients don't actually utilize it. It's only like 10%, right? And, uh, it's even less actually. But what I realized is that patients need like so much education, right? So I said, wow. So first of all, you need a system that is like very sustainable to grow it. And second of all, you need a system that is actually, um, that is actually, uh, that people know and people trust. And so that's going to take some time, right? And so at that time, I actually started, um, uh, started to do, 
uh, more telemedicine with the with our known profit. And so I think I realized that telemedicine was going to be a huge uh, part of the future. And so I think that that was that that was one thing that I realized. And so I plan to really put um, the known profit together and also at the same time start building a different type of telemedicine more with digital um, classes. And so that brings me to a point that actually uh, digital services or uh, digital academies are actually going to be a part of the future. And that means self-assisted, right? So a patient that wants to change their behavior actually are self-assisted through a process, an online process, uh, where they have a community and they have different guidelines that they can go through so that they can learn about their own disease um, empower themselves and actually make some changes. I think that's going to be important in the future. I think other trends that I definitely see uh, is uh, personalization of medicine. And, you know, a lot of times when we say personalization of medicine, we think of uh, mainly like uh, customer service, right? Like, like, oh, okay, what does the patient want? And so that is true. That is definitely pretty big. Uh, I just came back from Portland and I noticed a lot more and more and more that hospitals are being designed. I went through maybe like uh, five hospitals and, and, and hospitals are being more and more designed and redesigned and renewed in a way that is actually have the, in a way that has the patient in mind all the time. They have carpets to decrease the sound. The uh, nursing stations um, were actually uh, changed so that the patients, so that the nurses can respond more. Um, the doctors, of course, are being put at the hospital so that they're more available to the patients and their families. And so different, a, a lot of different things that are, yes, are going to make medicine more personalized, right? Um, also, though, I think that it goes even deeper to the point of like a, a lot of the work that has been done in the microbiome. Uh, for those of you who know what the microbiome is, no problem, you know what it is. And for those of you who don't, um, the microbiome is actually a lot of the bacteria that lives in our body. So um, there is a bunch of bacteria in our body, good bacteria. And when we have infections, the imbalance of, the, of, of bacteria that causes infections actually uh, create illness, right, and make us sick. But there is a lot of good bacteria, and this bacteria actually cause and create a lot of the uh, health in our body and maintain a lot of the health. And so how does that matter, right? And so there's actually studies that have been done uh, where depending if I eat a banana, for instance, and then you eat a banana, then that, that, that's a different, your sugar goes up differently than mine. And, and how that sugar goes up on you because of that banana has actually to do directly with your microbiome and the microbiome map, meaning the type of bacteria and how many of each bacteria you have in your gut. That's actually determining how much you process that sugar, how do you process it, and how much your sugar level goes up in your body. That has some to do with it, a lot to do with it actually. Our microbiomes have what is called my bioindividuality, meaning that we are all different, so we respond differently. And that's the first kind of line of defense or the first uh, uh, 
dealings with food and sugar and that sort of things. And then the second is going to be like insulin, of course, uh, for sugar specifically. But the microbiome is so important to protect our gut, is so important for neurotransmitters to keep our gut healthy. For those of you who don't know, actually most of the serotonin is actually made in our gut, like 95 plus, uh, which is the hormone that keeps us happy. So, so, so I think in the future it's going to be very important and it's going to uh, be a big part of healthcare for us to actually use these microbiome maps to be able to detect imbalances within each people. And so use these microbiome maps uh, to also detect um, imbalances in neurotransmitters. So if people are depressed uh, and if people have certain predisposition to certain disease, then we're going to be able to tag it right alone to the microbiomes. And once we balance out the microbiome, a lot of these people are going to get better, uh, which we're already seeing a lot of this data come out. And we thank the functional medicine community because they've been great with the microbiome. Um, and so, so, so that's, I think that's going to be a big part of, of, of the future. Another deep, digging deeper even into personalized medicine, then comes our genes, right? And so how does our gene impact us? How does our genes impact us? I remember, you know, when I was in um, college, actually, I had a lot to do. I did a lot of research, and I did a lot of research in gene in the pharmacology department, um, using gene and knocking genes out and putting genes back into uh, different DNA to be able to um, affect uh, whether uh, the cells of the lung can um, rehabilitate after a lot of trauma and so for and i'll unpack that a little bit so for those of you who don't know about dna though an easy way to understand dna is like the cookbook of the body like the computer code of the body in a way and so uh, this cookbook tells the body exactly what to make right and then a lot of proteins go around and read this cookbook and say okay you know page one we need to make this page two we need to make this so um, what is being done now through gene therapy, there is many different ways, right? And some ways is to like, you can take a page out of the book. And then, so if proteins go around trying to make stuff and they don't see that page, then they're not going to make it. And so that's what's called knocking out a gene. And then uh, another way is adding a page, right? And so the protein goes by and reads that little extra page and then makes new protein. And so these new proteins can be like neurotransmitters or they can be like um, uh, repair uh, proteins that help us repair the body. And so I think that's going to be a big part of the future of healthcare also, like dealing with DNA and using our genome, our DNA to be able to um, fight illnesses. And another point in there is the epigenetics, right? Um, for those of you who don't know, epigenetics is actually the expression of our genes uh, and, um, and actually like affecting that expression. And so uh, recently I heard a talk by Dr. Briggs. Dr. Briggs is a great uh, expert on epigenetics. Uh, she's actually a family practitioner, but she's been practicing medicine with the stool for about 10 years now. And her story is pretty moving. She actually was, uh, her son uh, 
was diagnosed with cancer at a very early age. So you can't imagine a doctor, a mom, you know, she was on a mission to try to understand how to help her son. Um, and so with this, she actually came across epigenetics and she found out that actually by, by, by adding different supplements to the body, um, there could be a change in the gene expression of her child. Therefore, if there is like a gene expression of, of, of proteins that make tumors grow faster or less, then she wanted to find that out to see if that would affect her child. And, you know, of course, long behold, he did. And, her, and his tumors started growing less and less and less. And now she's doing a lot of research with the institutions that were helping her child. But just to hear her talk is amazing because she has such a deep understanding of epigenetics. Um, and for those of you who have never heard about this, it's called methylation. Methylation is like turning... It's like one of the things that she says that she says is like expressing your best genes, you know, show me your best genes. And so we all have these genes that we were given. It's like cars that we were dealt. And how do we express the best out of them? How do we uh, use them to the best? Uh, and so I think epigenetics is going to be a huge factor in the future of healthcare also for sure. Um, I think in the future of healthcare, we're also going to see more nature involved. Uh, in the care of patients. I just came back from a hospital, uh, and the hospital had in the middle a $2 million uh, healing garden, uh, which was created to actually be the backdrop of an infusion center. Um, and uh, I'll post a picture in the comments, actually, because it was so beautiful. It kind of takes your breath away. I walked into this infusion center, and the whole infusion center, as the patients are sitting down, they're looking outside, and there's a beautiful, like, a little lake, a little river, and he's got fishes, and he's got a bunch of trees. I mean, he's awesome. He looks like a brand-new hotel. Um, and I was asking the lady about it, and they actually brought a Japanese uh, famous garden designer um, to design this, this pathway. And she says that this, this garden, and she says that in the, few, in the summer, employees, patients, I mean, they love it, Right. And so why is this important? Well, we, because we do know that um, there is all kinds of crazy data about nature, right, in all different ways. And I'll put an example. So there is a, a study that was done that people who have a view to an outside to nature actually have what is called a length of stay. So meaning that they stay in the hospital about a day and a half less. So they leave the hospital sooner just by having a window to the outside in the hospital. It's pretty crazy, right? So we're going to be implementing a lot more and more nature into health, right? More green, more green, more green into hospitals. Um, and, and that's going to be mixed with technology. So I'm really uh, hopeful to see this and really cool to see this. Actually, one of our colleagues, she's worked with one of the hospitals who's built a big uh, rooftop garden. You know, when you look at aerial pictures of this hospital, it looks awesome. And uh, Singapore is actually building a lot of gardens outside of their buildings, like acres of, 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 of big trees around their buildings. And there is all kinds of data that it improves um, air gases and pollution and all of this. So, so that's definitely going to be uh, a lot more into medicine. Um, another future trend that I definitely see is actually uh, 3D printing. Uh, 
that's happening already for sure, but it's going to probably take off a lot more. Uh, a big space for this is, is, is happening in, is actually in uh, prosthetics, prosthetic limbs. Um, prosthetic limbs are, are, are being 3D printed and designed by, by students and uh, engineers all over the world. And some of them have become so cheap to print uh, and, and, and easy to do for the patients and to change because what was happening uh, is that a lot of these, for instance, in the third world country, somebody goes, they give these people a prosthetic or a children and then never get a, gets a change again. Right. And so with 3D printed as the child, as the child grows or as the adult changes, um, they're going to be able to 3D print a newer and a newer version of their limb. One that fits better with their, with their body as their body changes. Uh, 3D printing, you're also going to see in kidneys. Uh, you're also going to see in bladders. They're already doing bladders, ears uh, to replace during surgery. Uh, kidneys are going to be really exciting. Like when they figure that one out completely, they're almost there. Um, and so that's going to be really cool. Um, another cool thing that's going to happen is that's happening already. It's called body chips. Uh, body chips are actually uh, simulations of part, body parts in little chips that actually simulate the cells of that part of the body so that they can test drugs and see how drugs affect this part of the body. So I think that's going to be really awesome um, for sure in the future of healthcare. Um, those are definitely some of the trends that we're going to see um, in the future of healthcare. Also really, stuff, really awesome stuff that I'm excited about. Uber actually just launched and is launching uh, Uber drones uh, in Singapore. And so I think ambulances are probably going to be in drones. And you're, you're, well, I've seen the simulation already. So it's going to happen. It's just going to be interesting how far along. Uh, and I think with Uber in Singapore, they're actually going to make their, the first spaceport or um, unit where you actually take your drone to and from uh, pretty soon. So ambulance are probably going to be in that space pretty big. And actually, when I saw that Uber actually held a um, a uh, conference about this where NASA and a lot of people came and actually one of the invited people was the emergency response uh, in the city. And they were talking about how this was going to be embedded and worked into this workflow. So really exciting, right? I mean, the ambulance come by and, and we already have it. I mean, it's like a helicopter. So it's just a different vehicle um, because a lot of times we think that it's so far out, but it's really not. I mean, a lot of things are, 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 are definitely, definitely, definitely changing. Um, also, I think, you know, invasive, uh, non-invasive tests, that's probably going to be even more uh, meaning um, a, lot of, a lot of people are going to be able to get tested at home. A lot of things are going to be able to do from home. There is many companies that are also um, are actually doing now a test from home. So you can actually order a full set of hormone tests from home, a full set of hormones, um, all, type, all types of different tests, allergy testing, epigenetic testing, you can do it. And so, so many tests are probably going to do from home, and you're probably going to be able to see the doctor with those results through online and, and, and actually, uh, yeah, that's a great, great uh, field that is going to happen. Um, and so I think that um, so far I love everything about technology uh, in healthcare. 
and I love to be involved in it and to be a part of it. And so um, that is going to be the sum of the trends. And a lot of those trends also uh, will be, um, some of it also will be focused on social determinants of health and well-being. That's a big trend that is also happening in healthcare to measure how all of these changes actually improve your well-being because, you know, that's what we want at the end of the day, you know, happy, healthy lives. All right, everybody, that is the end of Zulu Time, episode number nine, the future of healthcare. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions for future episodes, let us know in the bottom so that we can do that and like we always say live on and i hope you have a healthy thriving day take it easy have a good one dr z here with zulu time episode number nine take care